Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am so excited to be here tonight. It's, uh, it's going to be a really fun night. We have some announcements and stuff to get to. But first, before we get started, I want to make sure that I give you the phone number. And hopefully there's no issues with the lines this week. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty. Call in and you will be able to read your poetry. So... It's really cool. I was sitting there and getting ready for the show today and started scheduling some of the upcoming shows. And um, I'm getting a message from the chat room. It's not opening. Uh, Poke it with a stick, you guys. Refresh your page. See if it's working. Um, The chat room is open. Yes. That's our announcement. That's it. That's all I've got for you. We'll see you guys next week. No, just kidding. yeah, that totally distracted me. Yes, the chat room is open. It is just refresh your page, I think, is all you guys are going to need to do. Um, yeah, 646-595-3965, the number to call in. And before we get going, finish what I was saying in a second ago, I was sitting down. Jesus. <laughs> I was sitting down and scheduling the shows, uh, you know, getting everything set up for them, working on content and things coming up for through October. And I was looking at the schedule, and I realized that this year, Halloween, Thursday, uh, is Halloween. So our show will be falling on Halloween night. So I think that that's kind of exciting. Um, we'll be able to sit here and share spooky poems and things like that together. So I think I'm going to do kind of a theme show that night, do some scary things. And here's some scary poems. Oh, scary. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that sound effect forever. Sound, sound effects forever. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, Halloween show this this coming October 31st is on a Thursday. So start thinking about those spooky poems and get to writing, okay? It'll be fun. Okay, done. There we go. All right, yeah, that was fun. So, next thing, if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can shoot me over a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. If I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, and we can get something set, set up and put together for you. You can do your workshops anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. They can be pre-recorded, where I can help you pre-record them on a private show, and then we'll just use that podcast. Uh, you can do them pre-recorded on your computer where you just send me the MP3 file, or we can do them live or a combination, so whatever you need to put together. You do not have to be a prof- professional workshop provider, obviously. 
<clears throat> if you listen to my show, you don't have to be a professional at anything. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put on one of these workshops. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So you could do one on your favorite poem, your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poet, your favorite genre of poetry. You could take a poem and talk about it, or the actual poet and talk about their careers, or a, you know whatever it is you want to put together. You can do an actual workshop where you take us through step-by-step process of creating a poem where we have a finished piece at the end. Whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do, just let me know and we'll get that set up and get that scheduled. Next, I want to thank all of the sponsors who have helped keep us on the air this year. Really appreciate you guys. And they deleted the page, so I don't have the list anymore. And the list that I had got got erased on my computer, so I don't have it. And it was a bunch of you, so I feel really bad because I can't sit there and go through everybody's names. And I don't want to say just one and forget another, so it really kind of puts me in this sucky position. But I just want you to know, all of you, how much I appreciate everything that you do and everything that you did. Uh, stepping up to the plate like that and helping uh, pay our our on-air licensing fees for 2019. You guys just rock. And uh, on behalf of all of us, listeners and readers alike, we love you. All right, so the next thing I'm going to do, this is the fun part. It's the beginning of every show, so meaning if you ever are sitting there and you can't think of anything to write about, you can po- pull open any of our podcast shows or archived shows. This is the first 15 minutes, and in there somewhere you will find some writing prompts and things to work on, and, and you'll just be off and running. So, and, you know, remember, we've been on the air for, it'll, you guys realize, that? wow, wow, the, uh, wow, just thought of that. October 31st is the closest date to our, I'm going to have to double check that, but I think it's the closest date to our anniversary show. Let me see if I can pull that up. Um, This year, it is going to be our 13th year anniversary. If you can believe that, that's absolutely crazy and insane. 13 years I've been on here doing poetry with you guys. And, uh, yeah, absolutely crazy. So, the Halloween show, that's right going to be right around the time we do our anniversary show. No, no, I'm wrong. All right, we'll go over that stuff later. Yeah, I'm wrong. Okay. So it's not October 31st. It's November 31st there. I messed up by a month. So just forget I said anything. Everything I just said, erase it from your mind. It does not exist. Okay. All right, so our exercises. I'm going to go through a list of them here real quick, and I've got to pull up where is, like you guys are going to come jump over here and help me, which one of you would actually, if you want to choose. Um a piece that when do your writing exercises and things like that. Um, I'm not stalling a All right, I'll get it in a minute. All right, here we go. We'll have to do that one in a minute, guys. I know you don't know what I'm talking about. You you will when I get to that part. So, um, actually, you know what I'm going to do because I really want to have this ready for you and it's not pulling up for me. I'm going to play a real short audio track real quick. All right. And uh, and I can get that. I can get that pulled up because it's kind of locked up on me right now and I want to have that because it's important. Let's see. We've got, um, oh, I know. 
let's do this one. It's a real short one. It's actually by Edgar Allan Poe. It's a spoken word piece, not by him personally, but one of his poems, and to kind of promote the Halloween, write spooky stuff for Halloween show. All right, this is this track. I'll be right back with you. I am now, now, I'm all back together again. <laughs> we got things ready. All right, so your writing prompts and such. The first one I'm going to give you is your journal assignment. Now, all of you should have a journal, meaning a notebook, an actual journal, uh, something that you can write on. I would really prefer that your journal assignments and the things that you do are done handwritten on paper with pen and not on a screen or a phone or a iPad or anything like that. I really want your hand dragging across the paper with that pen in your hand. Um, your journal assignments, you know, they're, they are, we'll get into that, but you know, people always talk about having writer's block, and writer's block doesn't really exist. It doesn't exist because at any time, any given point in time, you're physically capable of picking up a pen in your hand, putting it on paper, and writing something. We just get caught up in the stigma that every time we sit down and write, we should write something that's worth pasting on Facebook so that we can get those likes and those comments and those kudos. You know, and that's just not the case. As a writer, you have to have a writer's discipline. You have to do something every day to feed that side of you, to keep it motivated. You have to have that input in order to have output. 
you know, if you don't have input, if you aren't putting things into your brain, pretty soon you're going to get frustrated because you're not going to have anything in there to pull out. All right, so a journal assignment, this is meant for, not for popular consumption. This is meant for your own eyes, your private journal. You know, if, them, if you end up writing something in there sometime that's, that's share-worthy, then you can pull it out of there. But nobody sees this but you, so it doesn't matter what you write. It's just to motivate your pen, to get you in the habit of writing a little something every day. All right? So this one's going to be kind of fun. And I actually picked this one. I don't know if any of you noticed I changed my picture on Facebook. Um, but I put a picture of me up there from, you know, back when I was, like, really young. Young little punk. And uh, <laughs> um, it made me think about, I was, I was talking with an old friend. I, I connected with an old friend of mine today on Facebook that I haven't seen since God, right around the time that picture was taken. But it was kind of neat. And so I, I was saying hi and and talked a little bit about music. And it made me really think about how much music inspires us and how much it provokes memories. You know, it literally can make you time travel. It interweaves itself so intricately into ourselves that, you know, we, we absolutely 100% have a soundtrack to our lives. You know, we could sit down with music from start to finish and play songs that we could chronological, chronologically know exactly where we were in our lives at that point in time. You know, it's it's just, it's, it's really amazing the way the mu- music has that superpower to be able to do that so I want you to think about some of those songs I want you to think about the things they represent to you like today we were talking about the song mine was like Depeche Mode People Are People and Bananarama's uh, Cruel Summer both of those songs anytime I hear those songs I'm instantly taken instantly transformed back into a time when you know summer days at the lake and warm suntan skin and a smile that I swear should have been illegal you guys this guy was awesome um, so it was really neat. Anyway, so it was really fun thinking about all of that, going back in time and remembering that, that crazy time when you think that you own the world, right, in your youth. Well, some of your are super young, so you still know that is. But it, it was really powerful. It was, I mean, just instantly I could smell the suntan lotion. And, you know, you can feel that, that warm skin on the sun-warmed skin. Just, it was so tangible. So that's what I want you to do this week in your journal assignment I want you to actually and it doesn't have to be written in poem form it doesn't have to be written you know to just just free write this okay but I want you to do a mashup so I want you to think of a song and, and I want you to do like a poetry mashup I want you to intermix lines from your song that you pick with your own poetry or your own memories telling the story um, think of it like your words are the, if you're looking at it in the, like in the terms of a song, your words are the verses in the song, and then the song part can come in and be the chorus. So you interweave pieces of that song in with your own words to create a piece talking about a certain time in your life, a person in your life, an event, an age, you know, a certain age you were, whatever the song inspires. And it's really kind of fun because you can do this. This is one you can go and back to and do any time. You just change the song, change the scenario. You know, it's like if I think about my freshman year in high school, you know, or when I was yet really young in high school, it was it was uh, Elton John's Tiny Dancer. You know, that just that brings back the time that, you know, I, I took I lied about where I was going to a friend's house and a bunch of us took off and went up near Eagle Creek and sat in a cave with Boone's Ferry, uh, 
Boone's Ferry Strawberry Hill, I think it was, and and uh, what was it? Uh, Easy Days, Melonites, or whatever that other one was. I can't remember the name of that other one. Anyway, so yeah, and we were sitting up there, and we had a bonfire, and we're overlooking the Columbia River, and we're we're listening to this, you know, the radio, and that song's on, and I'm dancing, and you know. I should have gotten in trouble with that. But that was an awesome memory, too. But every time I hear that song, I'm taken back to that feeling, that night, that place. You know, so think about those times and and put them together. Put the words of the song together. Because, you know, they, you know how they always say video killed the radio star? And it's true. When you hear music, when you hear something, your brain automatically provokes an image that plays back to you upon the meaning of what you're looking at. It can be music. It can be a painting you're looking at. It could be anything. It could be a sculpture. It's going to make you feel a certain way. Those feelings are brought to you based on the input your computer brain has had on experiences in your life. All of us do not have the same experiences in our life. So all of these things, everything that we are all subjected to every single day is going to mean something different to all of us. That's what I think is so cool about inspiration. But I digress. I'm going to get back on track. I could just, I do that. I go off on tangents and then I'm just gone and I don't remember what in the hell I was talking about or where the hell I was at. So, yeah, do what I just said before I got lost and that will be awesome. Go team. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to move right along because I did. I lost where I was. Oh, those of you who've been here with me the last 13 years, you uh, you understand. So, the next thing that I'm going to give you, that is your, do the poetry mashup. That is your journal assignment. The next thing I'm going to give you is your writing exercise. Now, a writing exercise isn't like a free write. Free write is when you just put to pen, pen to paper and just write whatever and not worry about what comes out. An exercise is something that is meant to push you out of your comfort zones because it's only when we're out of our comfort zones that we grow. So they're meant to make you look at something in a way you haven't looked at it before, dissect it up into pieces, you know, get the magnifying glass out, whatever. Just really push you in, into looking at things differently, writing about them differently. And I've kind of been focusing on lists lately because I think lists are really important. We get an idea, but we can't, and we think, you know, I should really write something about this. Or we get a prompt from somebody, like I give out prompts every week. You know, what am I going to do with this prompt? I don't know. So you just it, you think about it for a second, and then it goes away. Um, but if you take those things, and these should go in your journals as well. And I always say this goes from back to front. When I'm writing in a journal, I always write just my free writes, my randoms, whatever it is that I'm putting in my journal. I go from front to back. But when I'm writing something, I want to reference again and go back and, and look at or find again easily. I will go from the back to the front. That way I know that these exercises I do, that type of thing, I know that uh, if I go to the back of the book and flip, flip through, I'm going to find it a lot easier than if I try to go through the whole book. So these exercises and things, I always go back to front. Just real quick. So... The lists are meant, when you're writing the list, what you really want to do is uh, kind of push yourself, push yourself out of boundaries. You know, there's always typical answers like, you know, number one, if I were to ask everyone to write a list of all the number one vacation destinations, all right, most people would put uh, Disneyland or 
um, Yellowstone Park. There's obvious answers. And so when our brains are writing and we're writing through a sentence, our brain will automatically always go to the easy answer first. Now, we've all heard poems and poetry where something really surprises us and makes us, you know, shocks us or, you know, the way that it's said is just completely different. So that's what these lists help you do. It helps you get past, look, think of a subject and get past the easy answers and then the predictable answers and then the not so common answers, then the hard answers, then the ridiculous answers, and then the really interesting answers. So really push these lists as far as you can make them because it's going to, when you're approaching a subject, if you dissect it and pull it apart in your brain like that, then you're going to start coming up with some really, really surprising, incredible imagery in your in your writing. So this one I want you to work on the uh, – the sentence or the thought of nothing justifies the existence of nothing justifies the existence of right everything that you would include that could finish that sentence or thought and like I said really push your limits on that write it until it's just you're writing nonsensical stuff okay you know for example for me it would be and these are probably some easier ones but um, you know, nothing justifies the existence of clowns. Why? There's absolutely no reason for clowns to exist. They're horrible. Or nothing justifies the existence of moths or spiders or figs. Figs. Why would anyone have a fig? All right. Or nothing justifies the existence of those evil devil asshole hornets. Okay. Every time, I'm not allergic to bumblebees, but I am hornets. I get stung by a hornet and I get this like cantaloupe size red, it takes months to go, they're evil. There's no reason for them to exist. They just need to go away. So, just sit down and write everything you can think of. Nothing justifies the existence of what? And push that list and push that list and push that list. And I promise you guys do this, not only are you going to have a great reference tool, but something in there is going to trigger a thought. Something in there while you're writing is going to provoke a poem. So, yeah, nothing justifies the existence of what? All right, so next, your prompt. Writing prompt is different than an exercise or a journal assignment. A prompt is like it's blowing a seed, dandelion fluff, and it lands and it grows into something. A prompt is intended to create a finished poem. All right, with that said, this the prompt can be the title. It can be a line in the poem. It can be the general concept of the poem. All right. So this week, your prompt is, I'll ask to borrow yours. I'll ask to borrow yours. That's your prompt. It can be the title. It can be a line in or the concept of, I'll ask to borrow yours. That one, I think I might even do that one. That might, that, uh. That one really, I like that one. Okay. So, and then the next one, the next one that we are doing, um, we just started doing this one a while back because I thought it would be fun, except for last week, things were so crazy that I didn't write one down. And so I, Mama Oladeja actually made me read last week. And so I'm going to use one of mine. But the new prompts that we've been doing, the fourth 
uh, writing prompt that you get this week is called That's My Line. And what we do is we borrow, someone will come on and read tonight, and I will write down and borrow a line of theirs, and that will become the That's My Line prompt for next week. So everybody will be writing a poem based on some, a line that I pull out of someone's poem tonight. All right, so, you know, whose will it be next week? If we don't know. We'll have to tune in and see. <laughs> um, but for lack of, of my own organization last week, it seems like it's just pulling right into this week. This just happens when I take a week off and go on vacation. Um, we're going to use one of them from the, uh, the poem that I did last week that I read from Mama and a line that she actually commented on. So it's kind of like she got to pick the line out of my poem. But the that's my line poetry prompt for this week is in coffee ring stains. In coffee ring stains. That's your, that's my line prompt. In coffee ring stains. So write a mashup between your favorite song and uh, your words talking about a time in your life with them intermingled with your memory. Do your exercise, a list, doing nothing justifies the existence of what? Your poetry prompt, I'll ask to borrow yours, and in coffee ring stains. All right. Now, with that said, let's get on with this stuff. (laughs) You all are waiting on me. So before we always start and end every episode of the show with an audio track. So if you're a recording odd, uh, artist and would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me to the, the word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right. Make sure you put audio track, MP3 file, something like that in the subject line. We'll get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that we are going to start the show with tonight is by Dakota Wint, and it is I Hope You Think of Me. Here we go. I'll be right back. I wanted to be the one to show you the world. I wanted to take you to the Eiffel Tower in Paris you under a moonlit Rome. Like the things that would happen in the Colosseum, I wanted to rip you apart in the most poetic way. I wanted to go snorkeling in Aruba. I wanted to see the coral beneath our feet. Everywhere I wanted to be, I wanted to be there with you. I wanted it to be so that no matter what, every time you saw an airplane, you'd think of me. Or any time you'd see the moon reflect in someone else's eyes. Whenever you found yourself driving through a neighborhood full of mansions just to plan out your dream life, I hope you think of me. Because I remember waking up next to you and the way the sunlight would hit your face and the floating dust speckled around you. I just wanted to drown in your presence. You were like a beautiful still in a moving world. Time seemed to slow down whenever you were near me. If you've ever been in a car accident or a near-death experience, you know what I mean. Beautiful bliss where time stops and you're shown your life. All the bad choices that led you to this moment. In a weird way, you're kind of the reason I don't regret anything in life. I remember when we were upstairs and you told me that you wanted to die. You were beautiful in the saddest way. To let someone see who you really are and to be real for just once in your life. 
you put your mask down and looked at me with your heart through watery eyes. We could talk for hours about how many terrible things happen to good people. But one thing I learned from you is that even sunflowers don't last forever. They show up for a little bit as the seasons change to remind you that, hey, promise forever I didn't think it'd come so soon. I prided myself on being able to make you smile when things would get bad. Of course, I was usually the reason they were bad, but it makes sense. We didn't have to. Like a statue of our waxed hands fallen and morphed from aging. I remember you told me that you felt me slipping through your fingers. I laughed and said the only thing slipping through your fingers is mine. But you were right of the world pulled me right through. So whenever you feel sad, just look at your wrists. Every pissed off morning, you'd have to wake up before my parents caught you sleeping over. Every Slurpee I brought to your cosmetology school, and every time you'd sneak over and sleep instead of going to class. When you bleached my hair orange, when you ruined all of our pillows and you dyed your hair red. How we could watch Harry Potter and Twilight on repeat. When I ate a weed chocolate bar and freaked out. Every time you'd storm out the front door and how funny it was that you ended up kissing me five minutes after. That time you slapped me. Or like the first time I saw you walking towards me. Or how you were obsessed with taking pregnancy tests. Or how we lost a little version of ourselves. Whenever you look at your wrists, I hope you think of me. And I hope you think of everything that we used to be. piece is a really good example of a couple of different things actually when I was talking about taking a song and intermingling it with a memory in your life so say he had taken that poem exactly as it is but injected into it places where he kind of went back and did a freeze stop and referenced the song that represents that time in his life. Or it is also a perfect example if you look at the exercises that I talk about doing of making a list. Now, if I were to ask you that question and say, uh, you know, if you were to think about somebody and write down on a piece of paper, I want you to think of me when, what would the typical answers be? But if you listen to that piece, he goes on and on and on and on throughout the entire piece doing exactly that. It's a list. That is a list poem where he's talking about all these. I want you to think of me when I wanted it to be me when, and he just keeps going on one thing after another thing. And they're all really incredible lines. Now, once again, that was Dakota Wint. I hope you think of me. If you go over and Google that or uh, go onto YouTube, you can find that. Dakota went, I hope you think of me, and kind of listen to that, and you get an idea of what I'm talking about, of how powerful a list, making a list, a list poem, but making a list when you're writing can be, because it helps you come up with that incredibly strong, dramatic, emotional imagery. So, yeah. All right, guys, guess what time it is now? 
If you are on hold, we are going to be getting to you in just a moment. Before we do, I want to let area code 216-757-202 and 9, or excuse me, 839, or uh, 832, no, that you do not, you are not in the lineup. So 216-757-202-832, if you guys want to come on the air, please press 1. That way I'll know it's okay to bring you on. Otherwise, if you're here just listening to the show, I appreciate you being here at 757 and 202. If you guys want to come on the air, please press 1. If you're just listening, hanging out, glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1 then. All righty? So if you are on hold tonight, you this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as... Area code 240 is our first caller tonight. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That is very important. You want to make sure that people know who's reading and that they, um, that they, that your name is attached to your poem. Okay, that's really important. You don't want to send your work out there and the world without your name on it. Uh, when you do your poems right now, it looks like we can do two pieces. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. If the lines get too busy tonight, we may need to drop that back just to one piece. And if that happens, I'll let you know. But otherwise, you're good to go right now at two. And then when you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you, get to know you and your work better before you come back and read again next week. And then remember that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to and almost always most certainly do hear just about anything on this show, with the exception of adult hardcore porn erotica. You know, no, no bumping body parts, no tab A in the slot beat. We don't need it graphic. You know, the, the true eroticism of words is when they are in the mind, you know, keep it that, that ethereal. Um, don't give me a roadmap. There's some really great shows though, you guys, if you, if you like writing erotica, there's some really great, great shows on Block Talk for, um, for adult poetry. So make sure that you check those out. You just can't do them here, but everything else you're good to go. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and get to our first caller. I do want to first remind 757. 202. You are not in the lineup. Press one. Otherwise, you're good to go. So let's go ahead and grab 240. 240, you're on the air. Hi, oh, this is 540. Oh, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is Phil. I have <laughs> you know what's going on tonight? I don't, I don't like ice cream, and I'm not a big ice cream person, right? I don't know if you can hear the bowl right now. Can you guys hear that? So <laughs> I'm not an ice cream eater, but tonight I'm eating this, like, chocolate and salted caramel coffee ice cream. And I think oh I am just on, like, this freaking sugar rush that you could not believe. It is so good. Okay, wait a minute. One more bite. I'm done. All right, back, back to the show. Hi, hon. How you doing? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I was talking to my son today, and he said Appalachian, and I was able to correct him and teach him how to say Appalachian correctly. By the way, That's thank right. you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I'm changing the world. I'm, 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 I'm on 
Team Philip, and we're teaching the world to say it right. Just like I'm going to throw an apple at you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So how oh. are you doing? What's been going on this week? Well, uh last couple of weeks uh, it was kind of rough, but uh, I've had a really good day today. I uh, actually got to work on my new motorcycle some and put some uh, custom mirrors on it and got the windshield off of it because I didn't I, – to me, a motorcycle with a windshield is kind of like kissing your sister, you know? kind of defeats <laughs> the whole purpose of that, that wind in your hair and all that. And, it's it's kind of so, like uh, asking a pretty girl for a kiss. If you have to ask her for a kiss, you don't deserve one. If it's not worth getting bugs in your teeth, you shouldn't be on that bike. That's right. There you go. (laughs) If if she isn't worth risking a slap over, you've got no business kissing her. That's that's right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I actually uh, picked out two of my uh, biker poems that I'm going (laughs) to read tonight. Awesome. uh, I've just kind of been in that mode. And uh, but I had a real good time working with my dad and uh, everything. He's in his uh, early 80s and can run circles around me. So uh, we we had a real good time. And uh, so uh, the first one I'm going to read. If you've ever seen, which I'm sure you, you you have, or even you know when people are driving, someone will pass someone in the left lane on the right and then shoot in between them in the car in front of them on the, in the right lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's called the suicide slide. So uh, this is uh, a little uh, eight-line poem called the, uh, the suicide slide. If you count not yourself amongst the dregs a cautious life to abide, Put something exciting between your legs and do the suicide slide. If you are not striving for others to please or stemming that evil tide, then you must put your knees in the breeze and do the suicide slide. If merely something with two wheels that will run is what you will ride, it becomes you for whom that bell peals. You gotta do the suicide slide. And when the biker's code is what you know, then let it be your guide. You need to only hold it in the road and lay it low to do the suicide slide. End poem. (laughs) Ah, that is awesome. And I I love the whole rhythm of it. Oh, thank you. Uh, Very good job, my dear. Well, thank you. The the second one, oddly enough, uh, I got it uh, from a line in the poem I just read you. And this is actually, uh, uh, I call it an outlaw sonnet. It's a sonnet form. And it's called Hold It in the Road. The game of life can deal a real bad hand. To gamble with your hearts, a sucker's bet. The road of life can throw curves hard to stand. Souls drifting from the lines may find regret. We ante up and make our bets for the deal and pray the cards fall our way, deuce to ace. We press the gas and tighten grip on wheel and hope we have the luck to take the race. No ace up your sleeve, you play your best card, making them show their hands the gambler's code. 
When life's curves come at you too fast and hard, mind not the lines, just hold it in the road. It's been said, he who hesitates is lost, but surrender pays much too high a cost. Ends on it. Fantastic work. You know, you make those, that's just so effortless for you. Oh, write, well, thank to you. To write a sonnet. You know, I, 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 you have no idea. That is something I admire about you so much. Is you're, you're just, it's like, oh, Philip hiccuped and out, out fell a sonnet. What's <laughs> yours? <laughs> yeah, poetry, uh, poetry, poetry should be something uh, all-encompassing. Anything in your life uh, pretty much can be, become a poem. Mm-hmm. And, uh I, I, I still believe that, that poetry uh, is our exalted speech, our exalted way of communicating, and, you know, probably our first way of communicating. Long before we were writing things down, you know, we were reciting things that we had learned as children uh, around the campfires in the cave or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, to me, yeah, any anything is good poetry fodder. <laughs> Do you want to know? Do you want to know a secret? Do you know the history of bards? You know what a bard is. They went from town to town and sang stories and lore and you know things like that. And people would feed them soup and then they would go to the next town, right? Right. Do you know why bards sing songs? Because basically, what they're they, basically they were walking newspapers back in early times. They would go from town to town. They would gather news. They would gather stories. They would, you know. Have, write things about and plays things about what's going on in the world and around them and what's going on in the kingdom and they would come and they would perform them but do you know why they did them as songs? Why that now? Because when you do them in, the, in song that rhythm, that, that sonnet type rhythm you know that's why, that's why there's you know that speech is much easier to remember you can, if I were to tell you something and teach it to you in a song, you would remember and re- you would remember it quicker and retain it longer. So they would make these yeah. into songs and practice them because it was very easy for them to remember them that way and not get things mixed up. And, and it also made it much more entertaining for people to sit and listen to them than it did, you know, if you walked up and said, "Hear ye, hear ye, here's the news." Okay, folks, <laughs> you know. But yeah, you said made me think of that. Anyway. Well, I like, you know, uh, this idea that you can just about do the soundtrack of your life uh, from the lines of songs like you were talking about earlier. And uh, that's just so true, you know. Um, uh, You know, you think about the first things we probably learned were what we would call nursery rhyme. Uh, Or even, you know, if you try to think of uh, what letter comes after uh, P, in the alphabet, you, you probably would, in your mind, sing it to yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. we, uh, or even when try to get you, when they're doing these sobriety tests, if you've ever noticed on cop shows, they they want the person to do their ABCs, and they say, but you can't sing it. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, well, how does it know if in my mind I'm singing it or not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny uh, is we are so programmed for that full sensory, especially as poets, because we are very, have super hyper-sensitive senses anyway, but we are programmed to do that. So the next time you catch yourself thinking about, God, I remember that summer when, and if you 
stop yourself real quick. You will be ha- you will hear the soundtrack or the song that plays with that. You will your thought will have its own background music going already. If you kind of plug into that, you can catch yourself doing it all the time, and it makes you realize, yeah, <laughs> yeah everything well, has that that trigger memory. You know, earlier you were talking about, I believe you were talking about Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill wine. Mm-hmm. TJ Farm. Uh, yeah. That was the first, uh, my first drinking experience when I was probably uh, way too young to be doing it. Uh, I remember that summer, and uh, my, my very good friends, two of which uh, uh, are deceased now, but uh, I can remember very clearly the, the song that stands out in my mind is that uh, uh, the one we had joy, we had fun, we had, fun, seasons, we had seasons in, in the sun. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, very much, very much uh, our, our, our lives, uh, you could probably do a soundtrack. We all could do a soundtrack, and uh, so I thought that was very interesting. But, uh, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to shuffle on and give someone else a chance at it. And uh, but I'm I'm glad I was able to get back, and and uh, it, it's good to be back. And uh, you know, I'm very thankful for uh, my life as a poet, and and for uh, venues like like. Uh, uh, easy, you know, and to, to get my my craft out there for people. So I appreciate y'all, and uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook, Philip Church, or if you want to check out some of my uh, books, uh, you can find me on Amazon at uh, Philip Kent K E N T Church. You can just search that, and you'll find my books out there. And uh, with that, I'll bid y'all a good night, and hopefully, I'll be talking to you again next week. I want to I want to give you. Reiterate the prompt because I want to make sure that you do this homework for me. The prompt okay. was, I'll ask to borrow yours, was the prompt. Yeah. And I want you to think about, because I think that you would do amazing this. I want you to think about everybody in your life that influenced you, that, you know, taught you something or inspired you. And I want you to think about yourself being in a tough spot. And, Throughout the poem, I want you to say, you know, kind of like if I get real sad, you know, I'll ask to borrow yours. You know, you can talk about, you know, someone who's always cheerful or whatever, that type of thing. So write about that person and the quality you like about that person. And then if I ever get in this situation, I'll ask to borrow yours because this is what makes you special type thing. Okay. I think think you would have fun with that. (laughs) <laughs> All right. All right, Philip, my darling. I love you dearly. Thank you for calling in tonight. Well, I love you too. All right, hon. We'll talk to you later, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye bye. I'm so excited about that motorcycle he's working on. All right, next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. What if I don't want to be? You have to be. You don't have a choice. Oh, no. why? Why, why, why? <laughs> Hi, uh, Hey, baby. How you doing? I am doing really good. I was just uh, thinking about you today because we haven't heard from you in a little while. It's like, am yeah, I going to have well, to go over and start stalking and posting his page or what? <laughs> oh, that was, trust me, I wouldn't mind that anyway. I just, it's always nice to see friends come over. 
you know, leave a little bit of some something on the on my page and whatnot. But no, I I uh, I, re- I left a note for you. I didn't know if you saw it a while back, but they changed my schedule, so I don't have Thursdays off anymore. But today, because of the rain event and all that nonsense, I didn't have to. I didn't end up going to work, so here I am. Those but, bastards. Um, they can't do that. Yeah, well, it's it's always to me it's always a funny trade because whenever and I I don't know how to actually look at it, you know, because in some ways it, it might be considered to be, you know, kind of like the down downside of things, but I I don't know. I just, I like to say I, I have two minds about it. But anyway, what I'm saying, what I'm talking about is, is you know, when uh, when when everything on the financial end of you know what I'm trying to do in terms of take care of business and pay bills go is going down. My creative end pumps up. <laughs> I don't know what that I don't know what that is. <laughs> but um and just in point of fact, I mean this past uh, this past Tuesday just gone, uh I did a my one of my first uh uh on the mic poetry readings in a long time. It was really cool because I you know, for one thing I was a feature and uh, for for another, I basically ended up being by myself because the other guy canceled out. So <laughs> I, I just you know, and I mean, I, and whenever I'm going into something like that, I always I always prepare because I don't know how many pieces I'm going to read, or you know, how much time I'm going to have, or you know, if the pieces I'm reading will cover it, or if it's too much, or whatever. So I like to over prepare so that way I I have enough and can you know basically pick and choose. So this time it worked out really well, just in that sense, just because. You know, again, like I said, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was by myself, so <laughs> I got to stretch it out for a little while. But it was a lot of fun. It sounds like it. Oh, uh, it's for well, like I said, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, getting up on the mic is like getting a shot of some 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 pure oxygen. It's just like. <laughs> All or, of a sudden, or a it's whole like, bowl of sugar ice cream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mainline that know. ice cream, girl. <laughs> I'm really not a sugar person. I'm not a sweets person. I'm not an ice cream person. But I was like, oh, God, I want something yeah. before. Cause the show goes on 5 to 8 my time, West Coast. And yeah. it's right dinner time. So I get really hungry during the show. And it's like, I always try bringing something that I can eat that's quiet. I'm not crunching in your ears. I'm thinking, oh, well, there's ice cream. That's quiet. But I was like, oh, my God. Now I have yeah. too much sugar. <laughs> yeah, this is it, folks. This is what you get. <laughs> there you go. That's what, it, that's what it's all about, Dale. And it wasn't right, a little well, bowl of ice cream either. It was a huge bowl of ice cream, No, I, can, I hear you. <laughs> no, like, I, mean, I, I don't you. even like chocolate. I don't like chocolate and I don't like ice cream, but that's what I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm shutting up now. No, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> um this is this one is uh, called a Shambles um crossing and Shamble is spelled S H A M B O L. And uh, that will explain itself further on in the in the piece um uh, by dint of definition. So never fear you will hear about it. Down by Shambles Crossing. We crept up on the water, the river running strong, new sake. We took a drink and a breath, counted our missing and our dead. Say, head counts by skulls and bone. Wapa, wahu. 
Wading into the back pool eddies we saw in our reflections, burnished images of aged leather and skint silver. Boy, flames of funeral pyres and the dead who would not be buried. Wake, they who continue to be the wanderers of our earth. Mon We wiped the sweat of rain from our brows and gave thanks for the fortune of the dawn coming light. The advent of the day breaking in upon us and what could we see beyond the veil of lifting mist? The rise of water smoke. Time dies, hours pass, and we take refuge as the night falls, as the sun sets, quiet. We could hear the old ones mutter, mumble, melodies, words, all ceremony deep behind the moonlight, like thunder. Apparitions, vagabonds, wanderers, vagabonds, ghosts over earth. We walk with emptiness, slinging our wills with our burdens of future intent into our buggers, bandles, beggars, bundles. We are no longer lords of anything except maybe ourselves and the body count of flesh, spirit, in these lean, waning years. We are native to these lands. Oh, red earth. We shall not give away our reason for being. We shall not relinquish the seed given us by first maker, the cause of our being. We are first nation, each with our own beliefs. We have survived, endured your crass accounts of our genocide, the Holocaust. Yes, the one you won't talk about. Praying we would die out, wipe each other out, neither cease to be by reasons of extinction, annihilation, by literal or assimilative means. We are more than the sum of your murderous dream of dismantlest destiny. We are the cure. We are the remedy for the ills of our reddened earth. Thus we have reached shambles crossing with the means of remedy. We shall make the most of the time that is left to us. We shall not suffer your afflictions of products, production, progress, science, or maunderings of rationale of the greater good when it comes to protecting the sacred. Oh, tronde. Oh, sacred ground. We are here. Not as you wished, ground unto dust and memory. We have gathered our sustenance from such phrases as ni wichone, water is life, idle no more. Don't dig in our graveyards. And most recently, ku kiai mauna, stand guard over the mountain. Proper respect for all things sacred. 
shambles crossing. It is to say many things as we no longer gamble through forest or field through sunlight may hit the smooth green sward. We do not trip the light fantastic. We are aliens to the dreams, screams, dreams of azure. Quante gaka. Anything eupiotistic is a lie. Es una mentira de la piel. It is a lie of the skin. Eden isn't burning. It is burnt. Dasuda, scorched, burnt earth. So with the drag steps we have been left with, we have found our way unto shambles crossing. We may drop some blood. We may die and sacrifice for our people's continued survival by evolution. It is unclear which way we shall go from here. We wait for the sediment to settle. So we sit before the bone white of midnight's fire. Wahuska Utronga Beji. We listen for the grave side wind Trajekoi. Even as it whispers of the sacredness it once ushered upon its breath, Nyon. We passed clam shells for abalone, abalone shells for the roughened divisions, masticated mother of pearl, faces of the slow risen dreaming of oyster shells. Reminding ourselves by touch and thought what was grace of spirit dreaming, longer home. Old ones whispering, they beseech us, they remind us of who we are, blood currents running deeper than river roots, found between deep cavern stones of mountains. We were here. We have always been here. Inajas, cenotes, High water cups and sinkhole low depths, life and ceremony, respectively. Stone bowls scooped by wind and weather upon shelves of mountains, dank, dark jade eddies within the cool of the rainforest, Oktavi. Echoes of thought, misgivings and meditations on oh, first forest, Oktave Ubekni. Ghost tree reeds. Limbs pliant, heavy laden with fruit, ancestral shadow images, love familial beyond the trivia of shock value. Gedakeshkun. Stories, dances of the ageless, they meet with us at shambles crossing. Dirt, blood, dust, We are in the midst of desperate preservation. We are the ones with presence of mind to understand we fight the water wars. We have planted the banner of necessity to this end. Do not misinterpret by self-will what we say, but we are not the ones misusing what has been given into our care, using controlled violence as a method. We stand against those actions as we stand against any attempting gains by corporate-formed selfishness. We, too, work within edicts. 
The burn of frayed lightning, the sizzling edge charred, bare to braided flames of raw storms rising higher. Apitra. Palm touch. Abasance to an overheated earth, the ozone smell of her exhaustion, a pall upon us, all of us. Twisted shapes, shaved apertures of dead life. There are many who drink from the waters at shambles crossing. We, as human beings, are not the only survivors of first earth. We, like they, are con- the continuing casualties of those who could care less about the damages done to what they see around them. Messages sifted loose from the aggregate of mud flats and floodplains, crumbling missives and cracked fissures, vowels of a fouled earth, respectively, the miseries of we who fit no corporate plan, even though we will not die. But then, we do not die for you. Bones of our peoples, ancient, ageless, we shall not let them founder in the populace of someone else's chemical morass. We are the ghost road born, and we are always walking our way home, even from Shambles crossing. Nonke Ujonge Ubeki. And peace. That was phenomenal. Absolutely incredible, Soldier Blue. Thank you. You are very welcome. <laughs> what do you want to say? Huh? No. I said, what do you, what do you want to say? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, the world does, you know, my, it comes to my eye. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but in keeping though, it's just in terms of you know like little things that come to to mind when you hear something or miss kind of like mishear things, and I call those my version of uh, um, Bob Ross's happy little accidents when he was doing his paintings. Uh, tonight, <laughs> tonight I heard one that I'll definitely that I will definitely be using, and it's uh, the I mean because obviously they were probably saying rain dance, but that's not what I heard. I heard rain dance, so it's like they were they were saying on the news the rain dance of Imelda has finally ended. <laughs> oh wow! I like, yeah, I can, I can, I can do something I with, can that. with that. Can work with that. I can work with that. Are you going to read a second one, Soldier Blue? Oh, I can. Yes, I can. I can do that. Yes, do but, a shorter, um, this do one a is bit called... shorter one this time, though. Okay, okay. Uh, this yeah. one shouldn't be that. I don't think it is. No, no. Yeah, this is only like. Yeah, this is only like three. Okay. This, yeah, this is cool. It's called the work of ceremony. Carry fire, chop wood, carry water, knee pitch, and do the work of ceremony. Ooh, go on. Sing, dream with prayer, and a spirit of calm fascination. We have seen them come and go, records, agreements, on deerskin parchments and blood-stained papers, which caused more concern, alien peoples in passage, or those who simply came to take, to appropriate. We watched them trying to fan the flame as they try to eradicate the fires, centuries in the making, ages uncounted, 
of lives unfolding, sort of like heat without light, no jump of a spark, the clown's stupidity of frozen hearts, oh, thorns. Meantime, we do what is needed to eradicate the scars of colonial impact from our harness-chafed shoulders, so we dance the ceremony of the big thirst, give flesh to the tree of life, as we fashion shelters from the curing designs of leaves, forms morph against pressure, heat, to purify, to cleanse with heat, to begin again, seek visions with deep breaths, sacred senses, as we pray for mercy, as toad, Cries for rain. Mercy, pity from spirit, mother, ocean. Oh, yes, Mama Bagua. Hi. We need our doctors. Doctors one, left hands. Doctors two, right hands, to raise them up and send a voice to pray. Nigake, to save a life. Nigashiga, the life of the people. Wagondagi, where is the healer? The people shuffle stepping forever upon gray lines in these days. There must be great changes made to lift up everyone on high, to re-educate, to reclaim the spirit of what it means to pray, to hold life-giving, life-affirming ceremony. To reclaim the proper respect for all things sacred. Iwagondagi in evidence, yes, the great mysteries, strength from strength, acknowledgement of their due, their presence in evidence, ghost road, travelers, an advent of all whom have so returned from the ghosting south. Heartache abandoned, given away, vengeance sifted clean, crushed beneath the dust of benign beneficence. Yes, blood calls to blood. Bone, flesh, and spirit sitting in lonely places. We must call them back. Ancestors and their home place. So we begin again. The work of ceremony, the return of thought unto proper respect for all things sacred. We are the ghost road born and we are always walking our way home. Uchi and home place. Nonke Ujonge Ubertni. And peace. Beautiful. Beautiful inspiring, powerful, strong, informative, emotional. What else? Give me some more words I can use to describe you. <laughs> uh, I know you have some. I don't, t- <laughs> I don't tend to do that. <laughs> but, but, I will, but I will leave you with this, though, because I thought this was a cool thought that came to my mind the other day. I thought this was a really interesting thing that you can basically sit and uh, basically turn from different sides and basically come up with a whole bunch of different answers. Not everything you think 
is everything you see. That's kind of opposite. I mean, that I that's a really awesome twist on that because you would think, you know, we're used to think, thinking everything we see is not what we think. Mm-hmm. But to twist that backwards makes it really intriguing. I thought so. You know, I like think so seen, too. Seen the grain, seeing the see the grains from another from another angle. You know. Mhm. So. Very good. There are you. You still there? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Thought I lost you. Scared me. I was gonna cry. No, no, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. All right. You can find me on Facebook at uh, Rafe Wild, and then underneath, underneath in parentheses, you'll see Soldier Blue, and that's me. Very cool. All right, Soldier Blue. We will talk to you next week, maybe. I will. I will. I'm trying. I, I mean, there, it looks like my schedule is going to change again. So I'm praying that it will include uh, my Thursdays off again so that I can do this more regularly. Well, just keep a poem in your pocket, and when it's time for the show, oh, run in real quick and hide girl. in the bathroom. Who are, you, who, are you, who are you talking to? I always have uh, my little, my, one of my little books. I always have one of my little books in, in my back pocket. So just go hang out in the bathroom while you call into the show. Just tell them that you had a burrito for lunch and you're going to be a minute. Because you know what? Bathroom acoustics are great when you read. Well, let's put it this way. The the, the store that they have working at right now, I don't don't tend to be there too much uh, uh, on any kind of long-term basis because there are a whole lot of weird people where I'm working right now. And it's, 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 it's a, that would be a scary place to be for longer than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a safe, it's not a safe zone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but like I say, uh, praying, praying and, and, and everything willing, you know, I, I'm, um, I'm looking, I think I'm looking at some more scheduling, scheduling changes. So like I said, I'm, I'm praying that it'll include. Uh, being able to come back here regularly on Thursdays. Awesome. Cannot wait for that to happen. It has to happen. All right, my oh, dear. Waiting, baby girl. We will talk to you soon, sweetheart. We've missed you, so I'm glad you were able to get in tonight. Uh, uh, I was blessed to be able to get in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Nyla. All right. Our next caller... Comes from area code seven one eight seven one eight. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you? It's Jim Hart. Hey, Jim. It's good to hear from you, honey. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good. Glad what to is hear going you're doing on with great. you? I'm uh, just working on the third novel, and uh, I did a reading last night at the library, so. I'm trying to stay busy. Very cool. All right, so what did you bring for us tonight, hon? Well, sometimes uh, out of sorrow, a good thing can come. You know, a few years ago, my mother passed away. And, you know, you go, you clean out the house. And I found a very old photo album. And, uh, you know, one of those with the four little black 
corners you stick in there and then try and get mm-hmm. the picture to fit and all that. And my yeah. father had notated in white under each of the photographs, and this one kind of uh, stuck out to me. It's called Taking Home the Gold. In the old photograph, the very old photograph, my mother stands pretty, young, sepia-toned, rosy cheeks against the black, rumble-seated roadster. My father, hands steady behind the proud camera, smiling his approval of the subject he will later caption, Shorty at Lake Placid. 1932 Winter Olympics. End poem. Aw. So she was the gold he took home. Yes. I get it. That was so sweet. Oh, it almost made me have tears. Yeah, my my father was six foot, and uh, my mother in high school, which would have been the 1920s, lied her way up to five foot to be on the basketball team. So there was, <laughs> that's why it was shorty. <laughs> you know, when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend that was six, six and I'm barely, barely five, one, not, not quite five, one. So I'm right there with her. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, being short though, because I could wear super high heels, you know, like those stilettos. And I would yeah. still be short. Tall girls can't wear stilettos. I love being short. <laughs> so, uh, second, you can read one a second is one? In, encumbrance. Okay. How many times did I salt the tears of my mother's worrying sorrows? The drinks, the drugs, the fights, all too often. And the neighbors of perfect offspring filled only with due diligence, concern, reporting back to her, smiling secretly at her one out of four hot boy failures, her wringing hands revealing her concern and disappointment, watching me, father lost, stagger through new beginnings of debauchery and decay, finally coming out the other side, to a peaceful, good place at a cost as all too often others had to pay. Beautiful. You you know, I really, really enjoy it when you get a chance to call in because I have been, God, how long have I been reading your work? Forever? Uh, it seems like I've been writing forever, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just always really been a huge fan. You write very concisely. You know, you don't use a lot of filler words. You don't waste a lot of space in your writing. And, you know, it's just the the style of your writing is very intriguing and amazing to me. And I've just been a fan of yours for a long time. Oh, thank you. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I loved it. it. Well, I I hope you stay that way. (laughs) Always. All right, hon, tell everyone how to find you. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Jim Hart. I have a website, jimhartpoet.com, and I have two poetry collections and two detective novels on Amazon. And if you look up Jim Hart, you can find them there. 
You need to, will you do me a favor and put the uh, links for those on my page? Sure. I want to read Absolutely. them. Absolutely. You've got it. Perfect. All right. Very cool. Thank Appreciate you. it, Jim. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay. Have a great night. You too, hon. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now I know it. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing very good. It is really good to hear from you. What'd you bring us tonight? Uh, it's called the uh, poem is called "One Man Can't Change the World." However, he has the, imp- the power to make an impact to touch the thousands, the lives of thousands of people. My dear brothers, brothers and sisters, there's a special man who I happen to know very well. Was made a powerful impact in the Chicago poetry community for nearly a decade with his well-known reputation for being the most supportive poet to come along in this generation of today's poets. This unconventional poet is a griot in the making. This once-in-a-generation poet has the unique gift of sharing knowledge and education, educating his people through poetry. He once was an aspiring college professor before God called him to create his spoken word ministry. His brother is a true pioneer and trailblazer for poets with disabilities and a very powerful, influential figure in the Chicago poetry community always gives encouragement and advice to, to the newcomers. His brother's a transcendent game changer who created his own fashion statement by bringing black kangaroo hats and sporting them on stage. And his brother was the one who came up with his own introduction before performing on stage. That's a, a major hit with audiences in Chicago. And no other poet in the city of Chicago has done it since he came along. His brother is a crowd pleasing the fan favorite. And that one in a million brother who has touched the hearts and souls of thousands. When he arrived upon the Upon the scene in March of 2012, when people hear that he's coming out, the red carpet is rolled out for him. Whenever he enters a room, the atmosphere shifts into a drama-free zone, and his presence raises the bar to a spirit of excellence. He's always treated like a member of the royal family. And we all know his favorite spot is a seat in the front row. And when it comes down to versatility, his brother got those special abilities to put words together like a jigsaw puzzle. He can make you sound speeches. There's powerful testimonies. He can play the role of a professor 
for the social conscious poetry. He can play the role of a motivational speaker with his motivational and inspirational poetry. And he can play the part of a blogger and or advice columnist with his brand of love and relationship poetry. And he can either make you laugh, cry, give him a standing ovation, or just leave me in shock and awe. Brother Ola, live a miracle professional poetry. Hmm. Now, that's a name that I've heard spoken about often in the National Poetry Community for a long time. But what I've heard about him, he has never allowed his issues, challenges, and limitations to stop him from winning numerous awards. According to everybody that knows this man very well, he loves everybody, regardless of who they are. And he's that he's that one poet who wants his peers to succeed because according according to his point of view, there's always enough on the table for all of us. Well, how do you know, brother? Is he one of your relatives? Is he one of your acquaintances? Is he one of your friends? Or did you happen to meet him in person? Or did you just happen to connect with him on social media? Well, of course I know him. He's me. That's that dead poem. <laughs> Loved it, sweetheart. It was awesome. Very good job on that. Of course I know him. Of course I know him. What are you talking about? Of course I know him. <laughs> uh, that was great. All right, my darling. You, did you have a second one you wanted to read, or is that good for tonight? Uh, that, that's good for tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. So we will talk to you next week, yeah? Yes, I'll be I'll be bad next week. Awesome. Go ahead and tell everyone how to find you then. Uh, to all of you who may who may may want to know more about my writings or check them out, check them out on my uh, on my personal page. You can connect with me on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gather. That's where I can be found. As always, I appreciate your support. And easy to support you it is. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, okay? Kyla. Thank you. I'll be back next week. All right, man. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, that was Brother O, our next caller. Can you guys tell that my sugar rush is starting to wear off now? <laughs> I am grounded from eating ice cream at the beginning of any show again ever. All right, <laughs> let's bring on area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Mama, how are you doing, honey? Okay, I'm just going to follow you. I was over here. <laughs> I got you on Bluetooth. I had a microphone. Okay, here's I know, the I can, I can hear the echo. 
I got the phone now. He turned the boot to us. Boot to us. You're you're cutting out really Hello. bad, Mama. You sound like you're talking through bubbles. I forgot to turn the speaker on. Okay, I turned the Bluetooth off. The speaker's on. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Rewind. I heard you talking about the list poem, and when mm-hmm. I go to Google, my, my poem is there as the example for a list poem. So I'm going to read that one for you. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, it's called Life Is, and it goes like this. Life is a game to be won, a challenge to be met, a gamble you risk, a poem to be written, a test to be studied for, a story to be told, a character to be remembered. If you lose the game, learn the rules, win the next one. If you could not meet the challenge head on, sidestep it and keep on going. If you don't take a risk, you will never know your full potential. Write that poem that's in your heart. See the world through a poet's eyes. Study and prepare for the next level. Keep a journal. Save pictures to prove you existed. Build your character. Become a legend in your own time. Life is a cause to live for, but worthy enough to die for. If a man has nothing he died for, then he has nothing to live for. Life is my mama Ola Daisy Dicky Aqua the all round queen. That was incredible. I absolutely loved it. I want you to post that on my page, if you would please. Oh, okay, I will. And um, I put a prompt up there on my page. As soon as I put it up there, um, everybody's like started saying something, but that's not the purpose I put it up there. The prompt that I was putting out there was called Dead People's, wasn't it? Dead People's, was it Dead People's Clothes? Uh, I think it's called Dead People's Clothes. Okay, yeah, it's Dead People's Clothes is the prompt. So if anybody wants to write to it, it's on my page. And did you want me to do a second piece? Please, yes, of course. Are you kidding me? Okay, I'm going to go to my poetry suit, um, and I'm going to pick out one that has the most comments. Um, it's good to go to poetry suits and post your poems because... If you're going to write a book or you're writing a book, it's good to get the poems that people like the best, and then that way you know you got some good poems for your book. So this is one of the poems that's in my that I'm going to use in my book because of the um, feedback that I got from it. And this one is called... Um, It's called Grandma's Portrait, and I kind of remind me of the last 
caller that came on that said that he went into the um, uh, old photograph Jim. book and saw hmm? Yeah, Jim Hart. What was his name? Jim, yeah, Hart. Jim Hart. He said he went into Yes, Jim Hart. I didn't know if it was H-A-R-T or I didn't know if it was how he was spelling it, but I'm going to look his, look on his uh, page. Is it H-A-R-T? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I heard him talking about the photograph, and I had one. It's also on Poetry Soup. It's called Grandma's Portrait, and it goes like this. There was a noble sadness hiding in her eyes. She wears a smile, though elements of insecurities tremble in its corners. Dignity and suffering combating for the control of her expression. Hiding the battle scars of her life. Intending to leave one good portrait for her remembrance. Alas, she has conquered the moment in a photo. She struck a pole, mustered up a mighty gathering of her dignity and composure, stayed frozen in her poise until the camera's shutter captured her contrived deportment. Now her hardened gaze softly peered from that photograph. Speaking to the generation, I am your great ancestor. Captured in her face was every cloak she'd worn. Recorded in detail were the disappointments of her nuptial disillusion and the slippery delights that slid from her hand into the arms of despair solid hope that melted from the heat of fake unstable outcomes. Her accomplishments seemed but trivial compared to the struggle of her overcoming them. The loss of her child or children locked grief deep within her eyes. Her future grandchildren finger gingerly over their grandma's photo, trying to extract a sense of her being as if they could touch her. The woman in this photo was our beginning, a photo which was divulged, which has divulged much scribbled on the back. Use this one for my obituary. We examined closer as her life and love shone through the faded photo. To my future generation, I asked, read my words. My life is in there. Draw new conclusions from my conclusions. For these times are not my time. She wanted not to leave sadness and pity as her legacy. All of her friends and husbands were no more. And despite her attempt in this photo to evoke a positive reaction, we sensed that her life was not easy. Her devout and pious 
ways seemed of no good purpose. She at a point abandoned the realms of religious rules for seeing freedom and security would come only by the seeking of her own noble tender. From no way she made a way in music, through poetry or designing things, working, hustling, and fighting tirelessly against the system of classism, racism, and the unjust political system. We will leave her secret, secret as to how she untied herself from the surf mentality of slave chains, artist, cook, merchant, and musician, musician status, and musician status rows, mud cloth and dyed fabric, beads and instruments, knowledge of hair and herbs and mushrooms and clothes. We shall rejoice in her fortitude and we will find what made her laugh. We shall love her in whatever shame she bore the burden of. We see her insecurities and her pride in pictures despite hidden tears. Somehow we knew what made her cry. We could see fear crouching in the wrinkles of her forehead, in her smile and in her eyes. The toll of the uncertain of time, the colored section and the wars, all of the injustices she braved, the hanging, mostly the constant hovering of gloom and her vulnerability. As we cited, she was to leave us with this portrait to portray her living. She being labeled as a laborer, a mere peasant, according to the measurement by some of the wealth, yet she wore the crown of an empress. And all who spoke of her said she transformed them by her attributes and transferred her good qualities to all that she met. Whether they loved her or despised her, she left them affected by her grace and the wonderment of her being, always leaving pieces of her positive traits. Secrets were revealed to the to those whom she loved. Secrets encoded even now. Wealth springs wealth from her royal wealth. Flowed off into her offspring's blood. From the gene pool of brilliance came wisdom, beauty, and love. According to man's system, not God, she was deemed impoverished and a third-class status. Yet she mesmerized and left folks enchanted. Amazingly, this woman, who had not plenty, when asked why she cared and shared so much, she, she'd answer, it's a blessing to give a little bit of your whole lot rather than to give a little bit. It's, it's a blessing to give a whole lot of your little bit rather than give a little bit of your whole lot. 
Her eulogy speaks, blessed is all that she has been made privy to it. Blessed is all that has been made privy to her encounter. She was esteemed by the poor and rich alike. We shall read her poetry. We shall draw from her strength and pray to have her aptitude, her attitude, but most of all, persevere and faith as she has willed. Ashe. In peace. I loved that piece. That was so emotional and so strong. And I loved, you know, the line that stuck out the most is with me is because I've never thought about that before. Um, but on the back of the photograph, it was written, uh, use this for my obituary. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm thinking, I all, when you said that, there was just this panic inside me. You know, that was like, oh, my God, when I die, what picture they're getting? Oh, well, hell no, I am not leaving this to chance. I'm not letting them put a picture of me drooling in a beige hallway in the paper saying Nyla dies at 109, drooling in a beige hallway. Hell no, I'm such a control freak. <laughs> I am writing it all down. I'm going to have instructions. I'm going to have this huge file, and I'm going to put it in a in a shadow box frame that says, upon death, break glass. <laughs> Use this picture for my obituary, uh, right? I'm I'm gonna yeah. have everything written for them. <laughs> They're not gonna worry about anything. They just through, have to show up. They will have to go through every picture saying, "Let's use this one." No, no, no. Well, this is the better. I like this one. No, look on the back of the picture. And, and I wouldn't want an you. old picture of me. I wouldn't want an 109 year old picture of me up there. No. Well, you want the one that represented your life. Probably, I would say. Middle age, like I would say, thirties is the best picture. I've got a picture of me sitting there. I'm holding my hand up, and I've written on my hand in ink, "I'm a happy girl." I want that one used. Okay. Yeah. So if I kick the bucket, you guys, someone get a hold of my kids and tell them that. All right. Right. You said you were going to write it down and put it on the back. I am, but you know, I what have happened if I go get dill for the salmon I'm cooking tonight and I get hit by a bus. Someone just just you guys remember that just in case. It's important. Oh, I know you are. We're not already at home. Okay. <laughs> I think you'll make it I'll think you'll make it back to the um to the stash, the picture stash. Okay. All right. Well I'm we'll glad okay. you enjoyed it. And actually I what I did with that, I kinda left one grandmother and then it kind of like went into my own feeling of what I want as a grandmother. And so it kind of left her and went there because at some point I'm going to be that grandmother peering through that out of that picture. Mm-hmm. You know, tonight's been a really nostalgic night. It really has. Thank you. And I think that's all that I had. Yeah, I've had the the, the prompt of um oh I wore dead people's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that was that that is gonna be interesting. I hope some people write to it, just put it right on my page if they do Vicky Aqua on Facebook. Yeah, because um, What is it again? Say it again. 
I, it's, the prompt is on my page. I wore dead people's clothes. You know, as soon as you said that, you know what came to my mind? You ready for this? I'm going to pop yeah. some tags. I got $20 in my pocket. I'm going to buy your grandpa's coat, and I'm going to fucking rock it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's exactly. If you, go, if you go to the page, because one girl came on there already. As soon as I put it there, she came with some, like, crazy stuff. And I was like, no. I mean, that was not what the prompt was for. It's a poet. <laughs> and exactly. We went to the Goodwill, and we rocked those old uh Musk, musk coats and furs and black mink and I mean we got those furs out of there, those foxes and we wrapped those old grandfather coats with the tweed and the big oh yes, exactly what I'm looking for. Exactly. So you <laughs> Have you ever I'm heard that song? No, but I never heard the song but that's exactly what we did and that's exactly what I meant when I said we wore dead people's clothes. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't go to the, you couldn't go to a regular store and buy what those those old tweed coats, and those furs, and those. Oh, you know, and, I'm such you know. a Stevie Nicks girl anywhere. I I all, everything I have is like vintage clothes. I love vintage clothes. Yeah, they call it they 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 weren't called vintage at that time. We started that. We go mm-hmm. get those things and open up vintage shops. But before that, it was just their people's clothes. <laughs> Nobody wanted them. They were rich people. They died, and they nobody wanted to go through the stuff. They just donated to the Goodwill. All right, Man, so I just a, I a, just posted a song on your page, on your prompt. Okay. Dead people's clothes. Okay. I, I posted okay. that song yeah. on there, so you'll you'll know where that came from. I didn't just make that up. All right, all right. Well, that's really <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, so that's exactly what we did. Not just his coats, those tweed coats with those deep pockets. Oh man, put a scarf around it and some boots. You're good to go. Mhm. Yeah. So that, that was that was that's awesome. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Mama. Tell everyone how to find you, my love. Uh, poetry soup. I've already said Vicky Aqua, and uh, on Facebook, Vicky Aqua, A.K.A. All Round Queen, A.K.A. Mama Ola J.G. You'll know it's me. Very cool. All right, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, you guys, get over to Mama's page and pop those tags. Get on that prompt. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you soon, Thanks. Mama. Bye, honey. Right. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code. Uh, 202, you are still not in the line. If you want to jump on the air, please press 1202. If you're just listening and hanging out, love you. Glad you're here and continue to enjoy the show. You can press one at any time. Uh, we are a little over halfway through the show, so I wanted to remind you the number to call in is 646-595-3965. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. You are 757. Hey, now it's Tamiko. Hi, Tamiko. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am doing fine. By the way, you know, I do know your name is Tamika. I don't know what I was thinking last week. I was listening back to the show, and I called you Tamika. Like, where in the hell did that come from? Oh, <laughs> I, I called you Tamika the first time, and then I then I came back, and the second time I got it right, but the first time I said it wrong. So, yeah, just I just want you to know I know who you are. I, I, right. I got you, girl. <laughs> I've been going through that all my life. 
either people say Tamika, I've even had people call me Tammy. It's all kinds of stuff, so <laughs> but it's all right. Um I only got like a l- couple of little pieces I wanted to share, um, tonight. Um the first one is called Turbulent Talks. Okay. <clears throat> a deviant one, charismatic tongue, whispers of fruitless observations, a barrage of insults moving with the swiftness of a missile, and just as quickly a smile emerges, accompanied by a temporary memory lapse in peace. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oops, what was I thinking? What was that? What? What? <laughs> okay, that's one. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so, let's see. Let me see the next one. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and do a time to love. This is a very short one, but okay. Um. (laughs) My teeth were gnashing while I slept. Scraping sound woke me up three hours before sunrise. And then I thought of you in peace. I love that one. I absolutely love that one. <laughs> uh, and you find out your tool, your 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 pillow's been torn to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> or you've accidentally gnawed off the cat's leg. Wow, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Know, this is that's love sometimes. Anyway, but I'm just. <laughs> But you know, it's 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 not really. But it, you know what I mean. You know, you mm-hmm. you you, you kind of sense where I was going with that. But it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and do that one tonight. I normally don't, you know, share stuff like that. But <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> okay. I'm doing that that the mad respect kiss on the hand symbol to you right now. I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> Like, yes, sister, I got it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. So, um, what was I going to say? Okay, yeah, those are the two poems I got for tonight, though. I just wanted to share two couple of quick ones. I absolutely love them, Tamiko. Thank you. Do you want to tell everyone how to find you, baby? Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook, um, Tamiko, T-A-M-E-K-O, Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E, um, poetrysoup.com, forward slash M-E, forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O, one, three. And so those are a couple of ways. Oh, and timbook2.com, T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com. Under Tamiko Barnett, where it says authors, so you'll find me on there. 
too. Very cool. All right, my love, great job tonight. I absolutely, they were both fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) You're very welcome, and I hope that we hear from you next week. Oh, you will. All right, thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 848848. You are on the air. On the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Never sure technology. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Thanks. I get to do a hit. This is awesome. Okay, six, seven, eight. The butterfly heartbeat, cloud, flower, rose, ash, obscure window, gray canvas, the veiled wind plays hide and seek within relest, re, restless spaces and immediate surroundings of pastel paintings of a thunderstorm. Transparencies fade, obstacles dissolve in shadowing the unseen, unraveling upon the sidewalk, the pathway complete. Its main drag machinery, it distracts the inconsequential sheep, the beast light determination of the yellow switch over transient myth and the interchangeable ramp road and the multitude of the circus and this clover leaf is a demon victory it's anonymous interconnectivity on the four-way stop sign be patient it's spontaneity it's a coincident coincidentally yield for the night is a waiting game and ah boundless free will will ordain the vagabond O seraph guardian, guide the street heart and all that is true to the self. Thanks. Good. That's end poem. Huh? That was end poem. I just didn't. I didn't know if you were doing a dramatic pause or not. So <laughs> I just want to interrupt you by saying I love it. <laughs> oh, not cool. No, it's this week's. It's a mishmash of all things. It was cool Thursday. Gee, I'm glad I got to call in. This is excellent. Suits I know. This is the, the day. second calms, week in a row. Yeah, it calms the day down. Like I say, we're not really in control of that. That's for sure. So that was cool. It took a while because, you know, you have to readjust and you know, doing like five things, all that. And, yeah, I wasn't sure, but I sure love to listen to everything. This is freaking great. But thanks. I really needed the, the you know, respite. It's cool. Thanks. I have nothing You're to say. Welcome, like I said, love. no, I came to, you know, escape and forget everything. Do a quick hit. Like I <laughs> say, just put this together. It's what, you know, it's coming out. Do you or want to do me this week. Tell so, how you know, find you so then? where can I be found? I don't know. I'm not my hustle days. No. No, I came <laughs> to escape. No self promotion. No hustle. We'd be doing that all week. Oh, what's going on? No, I don't know. No self promotion. Um, See what's out there. I know you want some alternative jazz. They're a band called Karmic Juggernaut. They're, they're just extreme players, but it's progressive jazz, so it's kind of white. Um, what else is up and out there? Nah, not do much. You just poem? be a piece. Pardon me? Do you want to do another poem? I'm really prepared to. See, I mean, let's see what's on here. What do we got? Six, seven, oh, what's six, seven, eight? 
infinite river, eternal ocean, illuminine rain, like a ship that's projected and that sails to the farthest of coasts. And ah, on the edge of the night, close, be close, return, return with the myth and songs. Oh, re- return with the songs of ghost myths and future fables. And ah, from the first step together till the last step alone, no one gets left behind. Ah, bring us home unto the afterlight. Be reborn as one. Be reborn and wash yourself in the infinite river, the eternal ocean, the rain that illuminates the ship that's projected, its cerulean sails that sails off to the farthest of coasts on the edge of the night and return to the waiting. And all the while they return with songs of ghost myths and future fables. And from the first step together to the last step alone, no one gets left behind. The rain will quell the suffered sky. Ah, blessed be the sunrise. Is that a poem? That was a poem. That was cool. (laughs) Do the improv, Mishmash. Cool. Hey, thanks. You all right? All is well? What's your weather? Cool. Everything is awesome. Yeah, this busy day all swirling around. So, like I say, I called in to relax and forget everything. Or, you know, take a step back. Yeah, I'm not promoting myself. You can, if you want to, guide them to somewhere, something. Okay. No. Self-promotion, too, too much. Okay, guys, all right, live in peace, be well, register to vote, head count, register to vote, hippie stuff, very cool. Be well, <laughs> take care of each other. No, it's serious. Fucking suffer Gregory. no one, be not suffered. Call, I'll try to, you know. Like I said, we're not in control, but I'll sure call in whenever I can. I love it. Thanks for the work. Thanks thanks for letting me hit my set. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye-bye, hon. All right. So our – wow, what just happened? Caller dropped, and all callers are gone. I just lost everything. I have nothing. I have no way to unmute anybody. What's going on? All right, if you guys were on hold and got dropped, please hang up. Well, you don't have to hang up. You just got hung up on. Uh, Try calling back in. If you guys are getting a fast, busy signal, keep trying. Um, We'll see if we can get the lines back up here in a minute. In the meantime, I will play a poem. We'll play an audio track. Remember, if you are a recording artist and you'd like to have your track played on the air, we can do that by having you mail them to me, to thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Can get them uploaded, play them for the world. And it looks like the one that I'm going to play right now is oh no, that's can't do that one. That one I cannot do that one. Um, we're going to do Rusty by Apollo, Apollo Poetry. Make sure you check him out. He is incredible. Here we go. After they saw him approach a female, they nicknamed him Rusty. See, in high school, he was nothing more than a walking piñata. He would graduate with honors, but he never fought for his own honor. Some would blame it on the absence of his father, 
Others would say it was his mother's legs, because just like Rusty's mind, they were always open. You would think that someone like that would have no love left. There was no love felt just yet. But then the day came as if it was prophesied. I could have sworn that his eyes were a cigarette butt, the way that they lit up. Her real name was Fran, but he nicknamed her Fry, because just like the food, she was fast and he knew it wasn't good for him. But good old Rusty fell in love with Fry, but how could he stop the music while she's dancing with another guy? So they became just friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. His love for Fry ends. Friends. But if only he knew. That if only she knew. That for all those 365 day sessions of broken promises, he really loved her. Rusty spent years as a prisoner of half-painted walls. Writing poetry, hoping that it will guide him to that moment that he's been waiting for. But that moment... Turned into a day, turned into a year, turned into a lifetime. See, Rusty is now 70 years old. And as I'm sitting at this nursing home, I'm comparing my life to his. So I asked him, whatever happened to the woman that you loved? He just looked at me and said, drugs. Then he handed me a poem. A poem that was so deep that my eyes went into war, but my tears won. He said, tears. It's funny that the further they travel, the less that they become. See, she never knew that I loved her. But I knew that she loved me, and I asked him how. He said that that poem wasn't written by him. It was written by her. Handed to him at her funeral. Then he looked at me and said, So if you love someone, you tell them now. Because the end of your life can be now. So why are you still around? Go and change the world, because I never could. I just stood in front of the hourglass, watching the sand pour, covering my history, because I miss her so much. With a tear rolling down his eye, he said, just one touch. If only I had loved her, I could have saved her life. I could have saved her life. And then I grabbed his hand and he started trembling in fear, getting flashbacks of when he was my age and he had his whole life ahead of him. But what was ahead of him is now behind him. What he ran away from is now inside him. And together they're slowly dying. He said that his life was just a waste of life because he never saved a life. He wished he could have made it right. I told him what happened to her wasn't your fault. Being afraid is not a crime. And don't ever say you never saved a life because after today, you just saved mine. After that conversation, seven days passed, and then so did he, and they were back together at last. So now when I love, I love with no fear. Now when I cry, I enjoy every tear, because if you don't, then why are you even here? Go and change the world, because I never could. Go and change the world, because I
about your life. Think about your decisions. Don't wait until you can look back at your life with no room to move forward. Today, you live for Rusty. Today, you live for love. Today, you live for yourself. Today, you live for the millions of people who died without their dreams coming true. But it's not too late for you. You're still alive. So go out there and grab it. And make a difference. And now let's listen to the voice of a beautiful woman who's no longer with us. As she sings to us from the other side. Just close your eyes. Tifa boys will be boys. When she was seven, the boy pushed her on the playground. She fell head first into the dirt and came up with a mouthful of gravel and lines of blood chasing each other down her legs. And when she told her teacher what happened, she laughed and said, Boys will be boys, honey. Don't let it bother you. He probably just thinks you're cute. But the thing is, when you tell a little girl who has rocks on her teeth and scabs on her knees, young woman who constantly mistakes the two because no one ever taught her the difference. <laughs> boys will be boys. Turns into that's how he shows his love. And bruises start to feel like the imprints of lips. Goes to school with a busted mouth in high school and says that she was hit with a basketball instead of his fist. The one adult she tells scolds her. You know he loses his temper easily. Why the hell did you have to provoke him? So she thinks and she shrinks. She falls into herself, and she flinches 
that a man raises his voice. And by the time she's 16, she's learned her job well. Be quiet. Be soft. Be easy. Don't give him a reason. But for all her efforts, he still finds one. Boys will be boys. Rings in her head. Boys will be boys. He doesn't mean it. He can't help it. She's seven years old on the playground again. With a mouthful of rocks and blood that tastes like copper. Love. Because boys will be boys, baby, don't you know? That's just how he shows he cares. She's 18 now and they're drunk. In the split second that it takes for her words to enter his ears, they're ruined. Like a glass heirloom being dropped between the hands of generations. She meant them to open his arms, but they curl his fists. And suddenly his hands are on her. And her head hits the wall. And all of the goddamn words in the world couldn't save them in this moment. She touches the birds the next day. Affection, violence, love. How does she separate them when she learns so early that they're inextricably bound, tangled in a constant tug of war? She draws tally marks on her walls, ratios of kisses to bruises. One entire side of her bedroom turns purple. One entire side of her body. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. And when she's 20, her boy touches her lips. She jumps. He asks her, who the hell taught you to be scared like that? She wants to laugh. Doesn't he know that boys will be boys? It took her 13 years to learn that lesson from the playground. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'll talk until my voice is hoarse, so that my little sister understands that aggression and affection are two entirely separate things. Baby, they exist in different universes.
My knees can't even speak. But I think I'll start with her now. Don't ever expect. Don't ever accept the excuse that boys will be boys. Don't ever let him put his hands on you like that. If you see hate blazing in his eyes, don't you ever confuse it with love. Baby, love won't hurt when it comes. You won't have to hide. Under long sleeves during the summer. And the only reason he should ever reach out his hand is to hold you. I don't have a problem with pornography. I mean, I don't get upset when I see sexually exploitive commercials. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> those are usually my favorite ones. I mean, I don't know what her ass has to do with my hamburger, but I'm going to drive through the very next day. I have a problem with violent movies or images or the word bitch. Don't have a problem with jokes about women. In fact, I freely admit there are times where I sit back with my fellas and kick back, talk about some bitch and how I wish I could hit that, talk openly in public places. I'm concerned if your kids laugh. I mean, it's just words, just jokes, just dudes talking shit that you never expect's going to get back. However, I do have a problem with violence and cruelty and rape and abuse. And even if we know, it's just me. It's just you. It's just a few harmless chokes between me and my dudes. It still perpetuates a culture where it's easy to confuse the link between the jokes and the bruise, between her getting choked and what's just jokes between dudes. And if there's a connection between the things I don't have a problem with and the things that I do, then perhaps I need to rethink my views on the way we view women and how many views sexually exploitive images get on YouTube. My best friends have beautiful children. And if what I have to do to keep their daughters from getting raped or harassed or abused is choose to accept domestic violence as a man's issue too, then I'll do that. And if their sons grow to be like the men that they see, so it's on me to live like the men I want them to be, then I will do that too. And when they're of a certain age, I will tell them this story I heard when I was young about this village being terrorized by lions. See, every so often in this village, the villagers would wake to find beds ransacked, bodies torn, and for some odd reason, the bodies were always female. Panicked, uh, the men of the village started sleeping in shifts to make sure at least one man was always watching. Despite that, the lions came. Too worried to sleep. Now, the mothers crept to the beds of their babies, and there, watching over them, they learned why the victims were never men. Because on random nights, for unknown reasons, as the fog crept in and the moon caught in the branches, the boys and men of the village became the very thing the women they loved feared most. When I was young, I thought that story was about lions. <sighs> it's not. See, we are children, the monsters are under the bed. When we are adults, the monsters have moved. They are inside us. They fight us. They climb in bed beside us. And so to stay safe from danger, we raise our girls to believe they must avoid it. And we raise our boys to believe they must become it. And so they do. 
And then one day, they grow up to discover they are the lions. They are the ones you're watching out for. They are the ones. We ask her, what did you do? When we should ask him, what have you done? But we don't. As if we can't blame him. As if it's her fault for failing to accept that being safe around men, that's not safe to expect. I mean, she got in a cage with a lion. She deserves what she gets. And as men, we have to reject that mindset or the violence won't end. We have to accept most often it starts in the hands and hearts and minds of men. And we are the lions time and again. And if we aren't the lions, we are on their side. Too often standing proudly in defense of the pride, perhaps afraid that if we stand with women against the lion, we will ourselves be devoured. And so, ironically, to prove we aren't cowards, we become cowards. To prove we aren't weak, we become weak. To prove we are still lions, we become sheep, unwilling to do the one thing that must be done. Speak. And our silence chokes as heavy as hands. It stings in every black eye where men stand. Violence lives or And that is why to call this just a women's issue is a lie. We must be involved. This is a problem that cannot be solved with our silence. If we want to end the violence, we must speak. We must act. One in five women are raped by men. We must own that fact. 640,000 women and girls are trafficked for sex annually. We must own up to that. Three women are killed each day by men who say they love them. That fact is ours and ours alone. Domestic violence is ours to own. This is what we must understand. This violence ends where it starts in the hands and in the hearts and in the minds of men because we are the lions. Time and again. Summer. Warm sidewalk cafe with micro-brew summer simmer. Sig smoke, going a hundred directions, good feelings, feeling good, and mighty warm that summer. Micro tasty, smackety yummin' at the pizza joint in sun summer day, and eight more hours of that day bright left. And Zooey Smith comes along in Jeep stump, parking at the pizza joint. She goes past me to the store, making wakapella. She goes past me to the store, me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith with hair pointies, goes to the store. Me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith, high on strut, goes to the store. Me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith, nose nudging the puffy clouds, goes to the store. And Micro Buddy and Siggy Friend and Son and Summer Sunny Fun with Zooey Smith going to the store makes me think of the little readings and shows shared. The ones with me and Zooey Smith and me standing there like a Jeep stump. And Zooey Smith riding Laurie Anderson around stage, grunting Manny, Manny palms in funny boy voice, waving, prancing, and making spooky face. And turns me to look again at Zooey Smith going to the store, sees her sitting on sidewalk, knee-hugging, saddish and pyramidical, seeming caught between a tough tear and going to the store. Me thinking, Zooey Smith and I are not friends, not really. Me thinking, don't give a shit. Sip, sippy, micro-siggy and sunburn those lip strips, man. Don't give no howdy. But the tough tear seems to be moving. And she's a human like you, baby boy. A human like you. Sitting in her sad bag, staring at the inside of a teary. So the micro-booze and the siggy-booze and sun-sunny-sun frowns down. Me thinking, okay, okay, okay. And me getting up and walking down the sidewalk-sitting wall-leaning Zooey Smith. Me saying, you okay, Zooey Smith? 
she looking like faced with giant testicle talking, like fear of giant testicle and fear of talking testicle at that. She looking like she knew me not, like we never stepped on stages or made wordy tag team dirty love to audiences in tandem or shared space or air or friends or anything but stranger. Zooey Smith looks at me as the hated despised. In fact, so cold and vacant of human like you, baby boy, talking to Zooey mad woman, teary, angry, and helpful testicle. Me thinking to Zooey Smith, me giant testicle talking. Not poet, not peer, not human, not worth her time. She growls and barks, scares me, the testicle, into a very hateful Mr. Resentful testicle. Back now and outside CDC, Zooey Smith behind me, burning your shadow stain onto sidewalk, onto me, my back. Micro bad, nasty, tasty, siggy shit. Sun bleeds black like Zooey Smith roots, like Zooey Smith heart must look to old girlfriends. Spikes, a dead end wife. Where do these thunderheads come from? Sometimes it cushions with deeds. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by worms. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden, blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefield, there is no faith. Even in war, rules contain blame. At home where soldiers are bootless, Death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. In solemn place, the body, strapped down and blinded, still communicates. 
express wafer provides the food, food to assuage the weak, leaving the body hungry, crying one last speech. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. I have gone to husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers, warning them to serve solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so, hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur, the wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why of I am. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand, following words inspired but written by human hands. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men, each of them sacrifice food to man's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned, but I make the sleep of the world quiet, dismissed for kin. One day the world will go blind, and in blindness finally see. Flame on my altar will fade, and midnight will never be. Till then I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now and chapter and call it life. Beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop, just sipping, writing. To the naked eye, doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder, just sipping, writing. What was she writing? 
Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me, and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like, like looking at the river now, because, because so beautiful she was. So, so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing, admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten-second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places. Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder, who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like dance. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping. Coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder, does she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just, just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing. Like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just open, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life, life. on a white sandy beach making love surrounded by palm trees I worship you because you made me believe that that God that God said that you and I are you and I were meant to be you are so heavenly I can't help but believe that that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and and to him I am forever grateful I know sometimes baby that I can be a handful and for that I apologize melt me with those maple brown eyes but you handle me like, like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you, because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me. 
to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust As I look down and see you beneath me Looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down Making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride I, I love you, I love, I love the feel of your thigh Where your flesh feels against my flesh The way your chest feels against my chest The way we pause, we take deep breaths Deep, deep, deep breaths the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, it'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that. This is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. And we're thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just... Just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing, daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss, I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce, I pick it up and pull it close to me, close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminded me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love, like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way, like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss, from the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much and 
She just left this homeboy alone Like Like yesterday You see this be my Monday morning blues I'm gonna be this way Until the weekend rolls back around Just fine Just fiending Just fiending y'all I'm gonna be this way until her Until I hear the sound Of her walking through my door I'm gonna be this way until Friday Just fine just, just see me. I do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18:22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, <laughs> that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death. Until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, ah, uh, yes, yeah, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. And I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured, when I... But I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart, and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all, somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like like two people lost in the wilderness, like like two people stranded at sea, you see, we oh man, we found each other. Like in John nine twenty five, man, all I know is once I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must must look like and it's a beautiful thing, y'all. Cause now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife Surely, surely, surely find a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, uh, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of everyday life. Yeah. 
Call out to me. Take with you this air of uncertainty and fill the empty canvases lining the halls in the heart of a hopeless romantic. Frantically, my mind twirls and dances. Examining your glances in a search to simply be all that need be. Just call out to me and I will listen. All I see is hope and a chill sends my very structure, healing every scar. Repairing every puncture ever to be sustained. From then on, serving me the serenity to carry on. The strength to feel as I wish in a shower of adoration. Washing away doubt. Could you make it all gone? Can you help me find my way out? Can there be a soul who would share something so delicate as endearment? Is there a woman who would dare? A woman who will care when there is no one else for me to lean on? No one but you. A woman to dream on. About the two becoming one. A woman to bear my legacies, son. 
But how about three? Are you the one who will call out to me? Could you be the joy found at the end of my journey? The lady to love me, painting the smile I'm adorning upon the eager vessel of these lips. The lady to awaken beside me each morning, soaked in sweat and kisses. Are you the answer to every one of my wishes? Kids, love, happiness. Nothing else matters in my life. The rest is materialism. All I want is a wife to honor and obey until death's dismay. A renewed faith, a reason for me to kneel and pray each and every day for my fortune, for our future, for this unbreakable suture binding hearts, binding minds. Are you the one I am searching to find? Are you? Are you the one willing to bear deeply my seed? The one to fulfill every spiritual need? Would you laugh at my jokes? In bed as my fingertip strokes your beautiful face. Do you have the mass to fulfill this empty space? Would you? Would you shelter me from pain? Make love to me in the rain? you finish my thoughts? Well, tell me. How will this one end? Tell me, love. Will I find you? Will you be my godsend? I have prayed and prayed. And after all is said, all I seek is one answer. Could it be? There's a heart out there that will call out to me. Gather with you your 
empty vows and false promises, declarations of immortality. Move from me, oh love. Why, the mere mention of your wicked existence only aids in the decomposition of what you have left of my depleted body. Love, I want no parts of you. You, you are the cloak the soul is used to attack the soulful. Love, do not even acknowledge your existence. Curses to your falsehood, your salted kisses and bitter lies. Oh, love, leaving me in a worse state than when I was found for now, I crave you. Yes, love, craving you without reason. You have robbed me of my very sanity. Love, you have rendered me unable to love myself. Since this be so, let me be filled with damnation or nothing at all. Let me be voided of even my own existence, for I am grown sick of love from hair to skin to the very marrow of my bones. Pain has me pent up. Can feel the walls closing in. Try not to ball up while looking for a pressure pin. Deep, dark, beyond measuring. Digging, trying to find what it is that I am treasuring. Love dealt me a hand. I could not hold it. I folded. I once had a heart of gold and someone stole it. Then they stole it. It equates to scattered screams and shattered dreams. Dreams that don't vision clearly screams. When no one hears me muted while mutated. Degraded, degraded, decimated while painfully educated till I am emotionally eradicated. The road to nowhere is endless. Booted by lost premise. See, my life's motivation was hijacked, kidnapped by a hater and a lover's mask. Trick me, treat me, beat me. Like a hyena when you eat me. Laughing at me while gnashing at me. Trust is protection, I have no weapons. Love is leverage, it aids deception. I must be a bullseye, they keep aiming 
disregard in my direction. My life is death row. Where's my injection? Since the arms of despair is my only affection, I evade love without detection. I've grown sick from love's infection. Unshielded, no deflection. Pain. It's got me pent up while the walls are closing in. I'm trying not to ball up while looking for pressure pins. Love. Oh, sweet love, move from high, for I love you not.